So, all you scared to death, Negro. Just sit down. Don't you come out to defend our enemy. You sit down and you shut up and tell your master to come on out and deal with this. Next time they bring up the guns, you gonna respect us. That little vest ain't gonna do you. I chew for mecca. I ain't even trying to hold you up. Magnolia Slim. I'm a soldier from that mode. I'm the ghost of him. From the ever police stretcher. No cameras catching. Drop you off in the rival hood. You'd rather be arrested. If you didn't have no straps, you couldn't wear your necklace. Niggas hand around your throat. That's a choker reference. My ancestors took old food. Made soul food. Jim Crow's a troll too. He stole the soul music. That's the blood that goes through me. So if you assuming, I could never sell my soul. They sold it so Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast. We are an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am one of your hosts, Rafael Marquez Castañeda. Your other host, Lisa, is dead from the coronavirus. To make up for the fact that we are down one host, I made sure to get some great guests Welcome back to the show, back from the dead, Lisa Lowry. April Fools, turds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... not April, not April Fools in that there will be more guests. Just April Fools uh, that you're not dead. Yeah, I'm alive and stuff. <laughs> I fucking love this. Can we do this more often? Uh, I feel like I am Kramer, and I just bought. Actually, I feel like I am Elaine. So Kramer just just adopted. Highway mile marker 114, and I am just having a luxurious cruise on all of these lanes. <laughs> um, I didn't know where you were going with that, but I almost spat out beer three times. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't see why we don't do this more often. Um, I can you get know... drunk and not take notes. Okay. <laughs> also... You've had uh, like three days to listen to the show, and you're like, "Hold on, I need I need to listen to the last four minutes." Oh, and it's like the shortest episode they've had for a while. Yeah, I've been kind of well. I've been home with the kids, and it's been kind of I don't have a lot of time to listen to podcasts anymore. And so I, it's just been if I'm in the car, I'll throw it on or whatever. If I'm in the shed, which is kind of rare, so yeah, I had to make time for it. And we're all glad that you did. But we've got a show to do, Lisa. Unlike you, I can keep it on the rails. At least I try to. Not everyone is going to get to do every segment, but because you're our first guest, Lisa, do you have any shout-outs? Ooh, shout-out to Brittany. Shout-out to the rest of the TNC that we all, oopsie, accidentally forgot to talk to each other on Monday night. Uh, but I did buy some two, I bought two new Cowboy Daddies t-shirts. I'm pretty excited to wear those. And um, shout out to Scott, shout out to Lauren, shout out to Dr. Jen, and everyone that listens. I do have to call out one super fan, Megan, though. For <laughs> are we skipping ahead to, to call outs, or are we just doing shout outs? I mean, you're the guest, Lisa. You can do whatever you'd like. I'd like to call out. It's a shout. It's a shout slash call out to Superfan Megan. Uh, she bought 
or rescued or whatever a new dog so i have to say georgie is sitting next to me and he's very sad he saw the pictures and he's disappointed that he doesn't have a new home with two lovely ladies but you know what more power to you i'm, I'm happy for you guys so that's the that, that's it for me all i'm getting out of this is that lauren that dog is yours whenever you want to pick him up yep i can ship him out there i mean <laughs> just punch a couple of holes in the box yeah punch him punch the co- oh no i mean <laughs> well he's got to be sleepy for the trip <laughs> just kidding i love you georgie right yeah he's perked up he's alive so okay uh i would like to just shout out dr j she hooked me up with her uh password i got to watch frozen 2 it is nowhere near as good as frozen 1 and uh, I'm glad that she is paying for the Disney and not me. And also, I just learned today that DJ Jazzy Jeff has the coronavirus. <gasps> if How he, is he dies, play your wedding? exactly. If he dies, I have no reason to live. So just keep that in mind, God. If you exist, oh. <laughs> he's like, oh, in that case, <laughs> fucking news update: Jazzy Jeff dead. Oh um, shit. <laughs> And people are like, um, who? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, relevant, sorry. And I think I'm going to jump on the, uh, oh, also, shout out to Megan, because Allison posted a clip of the Angoras playing at Sketchfest, just the them playing part. And she keeps on mentioning me as if I had anything to do with this video. You're welcome. Um, so shout out to Megan. You should get all the credit and I should not be mentioned at all. Uh, so my call out is going to be to, uh, one Megan Parkansky as well. Is now the time to get another dog? No. I uh, don't know. I Okay. When I saw Tony got a new dog, well, first he was looking for it and I thought these shelters are all going to be closed. You, we don't need to be feeding any more mouths, but you know what? He's going this alone. This is something he needs. And then I started thinking about all the kitties that are out there just sitting there waiting because nobody's getting cats. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. Nobody likes cats. So um, they're just going to be sitting even longer. So I thought maybe I need more cats. How many is too many? According to you, three in Orange County or four, I guess. That's according to Orange County. That's not according to me. I am way happy to be uh, uh, going around the law, above the law, below the law. I'll fuck the law. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um speaking of cat daddies shout out mm. to our boy jeff just because i miss hearing him you know we've got jenna and al recently we had greg now i need if we don't get a fucking mm. jenna al greg and jeff show in the coming month or so uh i'm gonna drive up to burbank oh. and uh start knocking on doors until i find the jesus house and then i'm going to the one next door to yell at allison because that's what the people want. No offense to all the other great people on the show, but I mean, come on, these are these it's, are dark times, it's who Lisa. We're waiting for it's. We want the legacy era. I think we need to start. They're all sitting at home, and they all have the means to talk now. So let's do this. Like it should be a weekly thing. I don't. I don't want to hear anybody else anymore. Same here. I listened to an old episode, and I was like, uh, this is what it's all about. And the Jenna and Al episode, it's it didn't feel like they were apart, and that's the part that is so great because they're familiar, and it felt like they were all in the same room together. It was just 
the same. And we need Greg in on that. We need, of course, we need a little Colonel Jeff in that, you know? Oh, I know. Oh, um, I know. <laughs> I was going to say something more, but I'm like, I'm just going to say, you know, instead of saying what I wanted to say. <laughs> you know, we're uh, not here just to do uh, shout outs for nine minutes. We're here to talk about the Monday show. Greg Heller is a dad. They started at the top of the show talking about judgment of Allison for ditching Tony. Allison wanted to know if Greg was judging her. And he said that he doesn't judge her just in the ways that you judge a human. You know, like if he spent time with her, you know, how she drives, what she eats. (gasps) So, Lisa, you and I have spent some time together. And I feel like you're a Greg-ish person in that you have very strong opinions. So I'm curious, what are your judgments of me oh shit i didn't see that coming (laughs) huh well i feel like i'm very open about my judgments of you and your rap music but then but see my thing is i'm very judgmental about things but i can be brought down pretty quickly when someone's like but what about this what about that and i was like oh shit i can just eat my words um you, I think, are just as judgmental as I am and uh, snobby in music and food which and driving, which I find good. And I think that's why we get along. But also, you probably could pick on a lot of my shit, too. <laughs> in fact, you have. But uh, let's see. Rap music, um, Chipotle, what else? <laughs> um, oh, um, Hennessy. But this is all like, you know, like an older sister to a younger brother ribbing type of stuff. Uh, emphasis on the older, older and the <laughs> younger. Clearly. Um, yeah, I. there's actually not much that you do that I judge. Oh. Like, I think you are more judgy than I am. Like, mm-hmm. I will jokingly on here, like, pretend like... You know, I'm offended by something, but in reality, like, I really don't care. Like, if it makes you happy, then go for it. Like, I don't even, like, I really don't care what people like. If they like friends and they tell me Seinfeld is the worst show, like, uh... in the back of my mind, I'm like, <laughs> their taste is not as good as I thought, but, like, it really doesn't affect me. Which but translate to their taste is not as good as mine. <laughs> right. Exactly. But... It doesn't affect me, and I don't have any ill will towards people for stuff like that. And I do think that you and I are very similar in many ways. So I don't really judge you, unless it's, you know, for comedic effect on this show. And I think I'm the same way where, number one, I agree. Like, if it makes you happy, I don't give a shit. But, like, I know right from wrong on certain things. Like, when it comes to country music or, like, when it comes to whatever. But, like, my friends, if I talk to them... Like, I will sound like the dummy <laughs> compared to them because they know all of the cool stuff. Everything they like is, like, the best. and But they don't act like it. They just they just know. And I feel like I feel like you're the same way. Like, you know what you like and you're into what's cool. And just because I'm not into it, like, I will make fun of it. But, like, that doesn't mean I really am judging you on that. Allison's taste and music, I think, are very highly easily judged by the way okay i didn't want to i didn't want to get negative but i was going to ask you what are your judgments of allison but i think music is a good thing to go to because it's something that is so subjective that even if you're saying like this person has the worst taste in music like that's just to you someone else might be like uh no i like all that stuff too so 
she's mentioned that she's been listening to a lot of No Doubt lately, I'm which gonna, I like No Doubt. I do it's not I'm my not favorite, judge but her for that, I th- I don't think she has a bad taste in music. I think what she is in, and it's something that maybe all moms get into, and it's definitely something I've um, fought with, is uh, you get into a rut. When you are around kids and whatever else, you kind of lose yourself. Well, not kind of. You lose yourself. And you kind of forget the things that you want to listen to. And, you you know, when the kids are younger, we listen to all kinds of music all the time. And then it just kind of becomes about them. And then you lose yourself. And so I think she's just remembering who she was. I definitely had my, like, no doubt reliving days where I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to no doubt all the time. But, um, and I don't think they're bad i think they're fine but i just i think she has great taste in music i just think she's it's that's been turned off for too long hmm. and maybe it's getting interesting turned back on. you think allison needs to be turned on got a- it amen. speaking of judgments do you believe that it is civilian to just have cholula and tapatio okay, so this is this resonated heavily with me for me, uh, uh, what's the other one that everybody has? Uh, the stupid one that tastes gross. Tabasco. Yeah. Okay. So Tabasco to me is super pedestrian. And I feel like Cholula is right up there with it. And now to me, because I like Tapatio a lot, I love the flavor of it, but it is everywhere. It's secondary to Cholula and the other stupid one. But today I was at the grocery store and I was thinking, okay, you like Yucateca and my grocery store has two flavors. They had a hotter one than, than, than I got for you the last time that you were here. It was like XXXL or something. But I was trying to think of like, I, it's not pedestrian because we don't know about it. That's the problem. Excuse me. Oh, I was clearing my throat. Oh, <laughs> I think you're making fun don't worry of me. About that. Per usual. Um, I think that if you have Cholula or t- Tapatio, I think that you're a step above pedestrian. I do. Because I don't think everybody goes for that. I think everybody goes for the other bullshit. And uh, so if you are looking towards anything else to try, then I think you're not, then you're still a step above the rest. But although some of the things he, he said, I don't even know, except for Victoria, I I've, I've had that before, but I get whatever I could find. And being in Southern California, you can get a lot of good hot sauce. Um, in fact, that Texas pizza was pretty good too. But uh, anyway, what, what about you? So yeah, I also have many hot sauce thoughts. Um, <laughs> I, so he he said that it's very civilian to have Cholula, Tapatio, and Valentina, but because we, me and my friends, that's those three sauces was our childhood. That is our oh. life. When our families would go to the store, that's what was in the store. So that's what we know. Even though other sauces may be more authentic, I guess you could say, um, or probably are more popular in Mexico because we grew up in the States. These are the three big hot sauces that we know. And these are the ones that we like the most, but I don't have any of those in my house, which is funny. Mm. The only hot sauces I have shout out to the BFF of the BFF. Uh, what the fuck do we call Lauren again? Sweetheart. <laughs> what the shout fuck out. Do we call Lauren? <laughs> shout out to the BFF sweetheart. 
Lauren because she sent me a bottle of um, shit. I don't know what it's called. I would go grab it, but my phone would fall. She sent me uh-huh. a hot sauce, and I have that one, and I have oh, very little of it left. Uh, no, it's um, she went to like a hot sauce festival. Yeah, the pepper festival, the Mennonites. Yes, but it's not a Mennonite hot sauce. If I that's gotcha. what you're meaning, no. okay. Um, and I also have like ultra death sauce or something that me and Megan got at the uh, farmers market at this hot sauce store. And I have the bomb. If you guys watch Hot Ones, you know what I'm talking about. And then I also have Aardvark and Co. Uh, Serrano Habanero. Mm. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't judge people. They just have Cholula. That's fine. I'm curious. Do you know how to spell Huichol? I did. I, well, in my mind, I knew H-U-I. I didn't know the the rest of it. I I know the um, uh, what's the moldy corn that is popular to eat? Wichote? What is it called? Something like that. Anyway, I already knew like H U I is hui, and so I kind of knew that was a thing. But uh, I would love like to do. We've talked about doing a hot ones episode as far as like I like spicy, but I don't like spicy to the point where like. It's just like uh, shock value. Like this is gonna fuck your fucking asshole out. Like no, I like good flavor, and I think that's why I like Tapatio is because I love the flavor of it, and it has spice. Uh, and I like, but I'd love to to do like a taste test of things and like see what things taste like for you know, for fun. We should do that. That's why you mentioned that I like the. Yucateco sauce because I I get the green one because it's the right amount of flavor and heat. There is a spicier one and I've had that as well, but I just don't like it as much because the flavor isn't as good to me. I prefer green salsas over red anyway. So that's I think I typically do too. That's my thing. And, but, but you don't usually get spicy green. So that is actually probably the perfect uh, sauce. Staying on the subject of food. What is your most controversial food opinion? That's tough for me because I like everything by the book. But what do I do that's controversial? Uh, Would it be eating body temperature hot dogs out of your pockets? (laughs) Maybe? That's pretty controversial. Okay, so there's a picture of, well, I guess it's not out of my pockets, but there is a picture of me probably five or six years old and i'm eating a hot dog and i'm like going straight towards the wiener no but like i am pushing the bun aside it's on the sides of my cheeks i'm just going straight to the meat so that's maybe not controversial um i think we found the photo for this episode (laughs) uh yeah that was my early days before i put them in my pockets i don't know if i have anything controversial what do you have that's controversial um, <clears throat> I don't think I really have any controversial food opinions. I have, I have very low, like there's, there's a lot of like things you would consider low end food that I enjoy. Same. I like, like high end and low end and I can appreciate both of them pretty equally. Okay. I want to ask you about that because, um, I went, I've been going to the store just to stock up every week on the stuff that I buy every week. And one thing that is always cleared out is like instant ramen. Mm. 
And I went to the store last week and I found the like last 10 remaining instant ramens and I fucking took them all because I cannot find them anywhere. This is this is the problem with the toilet paper. Yeah. It's not that I want to hoard them, but you just because want it for every I use. Exactly. Yeah. Because I can't find them anywhere else. When you do find it, you got to stock up. And I, it's making normally, me crazy because now when I find stuff, I'm like, how many do I need? Should I take 300 of them? No. I just take what you normally – I, but I can't find – I like ramen a lot too, and I can't. I haven't been able to find it. Right. And normally I would just buy like four or six of them, but because there was 10 on the shelf, I said, oh, I'm taking all 10. Um, and also like I, Domino's. I order their hot wings and they're like soggy, but oh, they're God. so fucking good to Those me. Those are rubbery. Yeah, like for whatever reason, and I know it just has to do with my shitty childhood where it's like, yeah, we'll we'll order you some Domino's and that's what I had. And yeah. so it's like ingrained in my brain that yeah. this is good. So what are some of yours? Most people like things that are, like, I think that's why people love Chicago pizza because that's where they were raised. It's not because it's better. It's because it's what they were raised on. And I think that's what you have to take into account. Like, it's not good. It's what you like. And maybe someone else will like it as well. Um, but I I love, like, I don't love real ramen from, like, a ramen place. I love top ramen and, like, the fake shit. Like, I, it's delicious. And also the same with, like, Kraft Mac and Cheese. But I can appreciate fancier versions of it um it, funny you mentioned ramen because when all of this shit started going down my husband's like i gotta wake up at six in the morning and go to smart and final and like everybody else decided the same thing and it was like the day after everyone was like going crazy and he got um tapatio ramen bowls which i'd never seen before and some lady my husband's six three my uh, some little lady was stealing it out of his car <laughs> And he's like, excuse me. And she tried to pretend like, oh, where did you get this from? And he's like, over there. And like, took it out of her hands. Like, oh, shit. Things are getting crazy. Um, but I love, like, McDonald's cheeseburgers, no meat, extra pickles. And I put french fries in it. My latest thing is to add mac sauce. That's pretty fucking delicious. Um, I love filet of fish, which I, I, nobody admits to, but it's, like, so good. <laughs> um but I don't know what my, uh, like, I like dirt shit like that. And then I like, like, ribeyes and filet. And I've never had caviar, I don't think. And I know we were supposed to try to for your birthday. So I guess that sucks. I've never had foie gras. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if I have anything, like, super controversial. I like super cheap and super expensive. That's where I'm at. I like cheap wine and expensive wine. Couldn't have uh, said it better myself <laughs> i don't know well that so, way you'll always be happy because if you don't get the good stuff you have the cheap stuff and you like it just the same because i would i grew up drinking like kool-aid and like if i was lucky it had sugar in it but i remember like not having milk and i had raisin bran with kool-aid because i was like i'm just gonna make do with what we have and then you just come up with stuff <laughs> you know i was trying to keep it to about 10 15 minutes per guest but lisa you're so wonderful that i just keep on asking oh, you questions yeah. so i couldn't have you on without asking you about alcohol mm. greg says mm. that alcohol for him was never an escape and recently it has become that i'm curious what is your relationship with alcohol did you ever use it to escape your mood or to alter your mood i know i have 
So what's so funny is as he was saying it, I thought, wow, really? This is the first time you're using it to escape? And as he was saying, I started thinking about it. It is the first time for me as well. I've never, I've always just, it's just been part of my lifestyle. It's not, oh, I'm depressed. I need to go drink. Oh, life sucks. I need to go drink. It's never, ever been about escaping anything until now where I feel like every day I just feel like, you know, if I think too much about what's really going on, I, I I might have anxiety or like I might have a panic attack or just like really freak out and I need to like maintain for the family. So to maintain, <laughs> I've been drinking every day and it really is to escape. I, I've never had that before where I use any substance to escape ever. I don't, not that I can think of, it's probably happened, but I can't think of any time. Usually it's, we're going to, it's to celebrate. It's to be a part. I don't drink by myself. And um, now I still don't drink by myself, but I usually start drinking. Like my husband gets home from work at like two thirty-three. That's when I have my first hard, you know, seltzer or whatever. My white claw comes out or my truly. And then that was a very specific time. I know. <laughs> well, because I was thinking did, about it before, like it used to be, it's usually whenever he gets home, it's a social wait, thing. Did you say two thirty dash? Three, Correct. or did you Not say two thirty three? Because it sounded like he gets home at two thirty three and seventeen seconds, and, and I'm popping it. the bottles. I'm like literally waiting. Oh no, it's like between two thirty three, and then I finally feel like okay, I can have my whatever now. Like I, it's time to rela- like he's done working. I could be done working. It's kind of one of those things, you know. It's more of a guilty thing. In his mind, he'd probably be like, "You should probably be drinking all day long." <laughs> I never really thought about it that it's the first time, but when he said that, I was just, I just, it dawned on me that this is the first time for me as well. Just this, I'm giving into it. I guess we're all going to be fat and have no teeth and be drunks. <laughs> I couldn't have you on. I'm sure everyone wants to discuss this, and I'll get into this a bit more with my next guest. Mm-hmm. But what are your uh, thoughts on Greg as a father, the baby, the birth? I'm sure. Everyone wants to talk about this. So when he mentioned um, however many years ago that they were planning on someday having kids. Okay. He seems so immature. I didn't think that that was on the table anytime soon. Then when all of a sudden, oh, he's got a kid. Okay. He's a dad now. And I thought he's going to be in like the transition and like freak out mode and like uh, when am I going to surf and how am I going to smoke pot all the time and be drunk and like to hear him talk about being a dad it was less, it was just like holy shit this guy this is the guy that needs to have kids <laughs> like it was so heartwarming and endearing he sounds like the just the person you'd want to have as your father the person that's going to be doing cool shit with you to show you all the ropes and to also just, I mean, he just is in love and like that, you can't force that. I just think hearing him talk about it was just, it, it warmed the cockles of my heart. I agree. I thought the same thing in the past that like, how can this guy who like all his stories are crazy stories about <laughs> doing drugs and like, how can this guy be a good dad? But then I was, like, looking through their Instagram recently, or uh, Greg's Instagram, I should say, and just all the pictures of him and his wife are, like, so fucking cute. Like, he's so in love, and I like that about him. And then you hear this episode, and it's, like, 
it reminded me of when George slipped one past the goalie. It's like, you think you know a guy. And then it just turns out that he's like perfectly suited for this. Yeah. You you don't expect it, but super happy for him and Ayala. And on that note, Lisa, our time is well beyond <sighs> up. So thank you for being on. Thank Let the people you. know where they can find you if they want to. You can follow me at RMC. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> follow me on Twitter at uh, BFF Lisa Lowry and join the Facebook group. We've got some new people coming on. I'm excited to talk to new people. I'm excited that every week we get to talk to new people. Uh, no, sorry. I just said new people. I'm excited every week that we got to give the little, little, little. I'm excited every week that we get to talk to the old people that we used to talk to all of the time. So uh, thank you for starting this off with uh, some rad all-stars. Oh, and also, yes, shout out to Toby for uh, his post about the card. And shout out to Lauren for being the impetus for the card making shenanigans. Um, on that note, I will be moving on to my next guest. Thank you, Lisa. Hopefully we'll have you back on very soon for a full episode. Thank you, Lil Rafi. Moving on to my next guest. Welcome back to the show, Laura Broder. Hello. Happy to be here. I forgot to add that you are the host of the Hey Mama podcast with your friend Caitlin. It's true. So when I heard that Greg had his baby and he was going to be on the show, I thought who better to get than the host of Hey Mama if people want to go back and listen to your podcast, you can hear both of your kids' um, birth stories. Yeah. And I'm curious what you thought of Greg's birth story with his child. Right. What was Greg's? Oh, they had the midwife and he, his wife was like telling him to shut the fuck up, which <laughs> sounded about right. Uh yeah, I mean, it was fun to hear, you know, I could hear him wanting to preserve his wife's privacy a bit. So I feel like we didn't get like all of the juicy details, um, but it was very cool to hear. It was very cool to hear. And uh, that story he told about like going back into the grocery store or wherever and the, the cashier like remembered him and he didn't remember her and then he cried. I like almost cried listening to that uh, because it is just like so many things in life are demarcated, like before you had kids and after you have kids, like profound things. And also just like stupid things. Like at work, I'm always trying to remember like, wait, did that happen before? Or like, was I pregnant when that happened? You know, it's like a big demarcator in life. And it was just, um, it was really sweet to hear Greg, the, what is the California asshole? Is that that was his nickname <laughs> the california asshole you know it's so sweet to think about him just like crying openly into a stranger's arms in the grocery store yeah and he said he like i think he said that he said out loud i'm crying because i'm happy or something like that which i thought was really it's yeah it's not what i like how we picture greg like all his stories from when he was younger are him like doing crazy shit and now he's just like like super chill and like just seems like a great dad i know it's sweet it's really sweet and um you know it must be very strange to have a baby i mean he says it in the episode it's kind of strange to have a baby in this whole quarantine because in some ways and as he says in some ways 
they are probably experiencing what all new parents experience because to a certain degree most people kind of quarantine themselves sequester themselves for a, at least a small period of time um but uh but yeah it was very sweet to hear him and i know he had expressed on the show that he was he has been ready to have kids for a little while and it was sort of getting ayala on board and so yeah it's just it's lovely that he's kind of getting to experience it and getting to share it with us and i really hope i think they will probably make a jenna al greg thursday show happen because i think this will go on for many weeks <laughs> so i think i think allison will have many opportunities to do a remote thursday show and i would just love to hear him talk more about parenthood and stuff with jenna and al too so this would probably be a better question for your husband but are women better than men because women can have kids and we can't <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're certainly very different than men. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, that was a very funny comment. That was a very funny comment. So you have had two kids, like I mentioned. So what was your experience with hospital food? Because I think as someone who worked in a hospital for eight years, I kind of think it gets a bad rap. Like the hospital I worked at, the food was from Sodexo, which is like this big company that, you know, they do food for like public schools, My prisons, hospitals. Sodexo. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in a way it's kind of bad, but at the same time, it's like, it's food. Like, what do you expect? Like a gourmet meal? I don't know. So I think what was it depends on the hospital system. I forget if he said which hospital system they delivered at in LA. I don't remember because I know yeah, I there's like Kaiser did. and there's UCLA Medical Center and it doesn't matter. I think it depends on the hospital because I remember a, a dear friend of mine gave birth in Ohio and like I was there and it was like a restaurant menu. She could order anything she wanted anytime and it what it looked decent. The hospital I delivered at, meh, the food wasn't great. And I, like, literally got the stereotypical, like, little jello cup that you, like, <laughs> pop the top of. And, like, my husband wasn't able to order food. I think my friend in Ohio, like, her partner was able to order food. Um, so, yeah, I think somebody's something is ringing. In Someone's the room Skyping you or something? Oh. <laughs> no, that's my husband. Um, oh. Yeah, so... It was kind of funny because, I mean, I don't know. I live on the East Coast, and so I have this, like, ooh, L.A. is so fancy. Like, everything in L.A. to me seems fancy. And I've been there twice. I know that it isn't like that. But for some reason, still, it's like <laughs> yeah. celebrities and movie stars live there. So, like, yeah, they should have, like, fancy hospital food. But I guess they don't. <laughs> I think we should ask Allison because she had Elliot at Cedars. And then she had uh, Owen at a different hospital. So I wonder right. what her experience with the food was. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, It's food. Just eat it, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, I'm um, with you. I will speak, I guess, for myself. I would imagine not all women feel this way. But, like, after giving birth, I, like, didn't care. I was hungry, hungry, hungry. I would have eaten, like, anything. But, yeah, my husband definitely went out and, like, got me some takeout from local restaurants, though, just to, like, get something yummy. So as someone who is super productive, like we talked about before, um, we started recording. I'm curious how – I don't know if your husband went to work right after, but – and I know he works from home a bit, 
but Greg talked about how he wasn't home much after childbirth because he was busy working. He had a show that just started. So I'm curious how you would have felt if your husband uh, had to leave right after your child was born. Well, and then compound that with they can't have or they've chosen not to have like a grandparent or someone come stay with them. Because like, yeah, my husband was my husband took off. I don't really remember. My husband took off some time. He took like paternity leave. I think he took more the second time around just because of the company he was working at. But um, if for some reason that hadn't been able to be possible, we would have just had like my mom or my mother-in-law come stay with us. But Greg doesn't have that luxury right now. I mean, I suppose they could choose to do that if they really needed to, but they haven't. So, yeah, that would be, I mean, that would be quite difficult. Although, it was funny to hear Greg be like, I mean, the baby's kind of fine. It's like the same. I stay up all night anyway. Like, I mean, maybe he is able to, like, be really helpful in the middle of the night, and it doesn't matter that he has to go to work in the morning. Because that's often the challenge when, like, one partner needs to go back to work is, like, you know, babies are literally a 24 seven thing, but like, if you're trying to go to a nine to five job, like you kind of need some sleep, but maybe Greg doesn't. So, uh, yeah. So maybe he's great at night in the middle of the night. I wonder if his, um, use of, like he said that he stopped drinking for like months. I wonder if that has something to do with him being able to stay up all night and be like useful. Cause if I have like some drinks, and it's like, it's nappy time for me. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if it's early or late. I wonder if that has anything to it do with it. It was so interesting to hear him say it. Because obviously, we've heard on the show over the years, Greg, talk about his drinking. And, you know, I try not to take, like, other people's inventory or whatever. But I have, like, a few times noted that he really seemed to enjoy alcohol. And it was fascinating to hear him just be like, yeah, I just stopped. And it was, like, no big deal. And, like, now with the COVID stuff and feeling stressed, I, for the first time in my life, really am wanting to drink. It was like, for the first time in your life? Like, wow. Okay. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I... We'll never stop drinking. I'm drinking a Modelo, even though it is uh, 1227 here in California. Um, so before we let you go, one last thing. Christina P. Allison mentioned that sh they were talking and Christina changed her view on work ever since having children. And she mentioned that now she pretty much just does whatever she wants to do. And I'm curious how childbirth has affected your relationship with work. Oh, that's interesting. Well, so I'm probably not the best use case because, well, I, whatever, I am what I am. So I have never been someone for whom work is like an enormous priority. Like, I don't really, I like my work. I'm good at my work. I get my work done. But I don't, like for, as an, as a counterpoint, like my husband um, is a computer programmer and a, well, he's now a CTO, but like he's, you know, computer scientist, com computer programmer. And he like loves programming. He programs in his spare time. He like, we'll be at the dinner table and I can see his little wheels turning. Cause he's like thinking about a coding problem. Like he truly loves his job. And like, it's really a big part of like how he defines himself and that is just, like, never been the case for me. So I've always been someone who, like, I come to the end of the workday and, like, I write down whatever outstanding stuff that I haven't finished and I close my laptop and, like, I'm done. 
And so when I had kids, that, I mean, I think that becomes like extra important. Um, well, I, it was, it is for me to like, when I'm with my kids, I try to be present with them and like focused on them. And that can be hard sometimes because parenting can be really boring as we were talking about before we started recording. But, um, so I didn't really have to shift that. I think, yeah, Christina and others, there is sometimes a reckoning of like, cause I, cause I do think parenting for me and for others, like you suddenly, because it takes up so much of your time and so much space and energy in your life, suddenly it can start to squish things out. And so it becomes real. It like really crystallizes and brings into focus. Like what is actually important in my life? Cause I will make time for those things and everything else falls away. And so, yeah, for some people, there's probably aspects of their work that they suddenly realize like, Oh no, I don't want to spend my like limited working time doing this thing that doesn't serve me or make me happy or make me a lot of money or whatever. Right. So I'm going to let that fall away and only prioritize on these other things. Well, with that, I believe <laughs> our time is up. So Laura, where can the people listen to you or find you if they want to find you. Yeah, sure. So as you mentioned, I have a parenting podcast, Hey Mama Podcast. You can find that on all social media platforms at Hey Mama Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to find me uh, on my personal social media, I'm most active on Instagram and I'm Laura Broder. Yeah, I highly recommend Hey Mama podcast if you're into a like if you're into childish and you don't want to hear homophobic things, <laughs> but you want a hundred percent real parenting talk. It's probably the best show out there. Oh, so check that out. <laughs> well, thank you for being on, Laura, and hopefully we'll have you back on for a full episode very soon. Yeah, it was great to talk to you. Bye bye. And now I think it's time for a little bit of LK's Childish Chat. Childish Chat, boo-doo-doo, I don't know the song. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Rafi. Hi, friends. This is Lauren Kay with some Childish Chat. Um, so they were uh, talking about hair because Greg just shaved his head. Um, he said that he, he, he said that if his daughter dyed her hair bright red, that he would shave his head. Um, and so she did. She dyed her hair bright red and he, sh uh, he she actually shaved his head for him. Um, and then they were joking about Allison shaving her head. Um, and cousin Erica always used to tell me <clears throat> that I should shave my head. She said I would look nice with a buzz cut and that I had a nice shaped head. Um, and I never really fully knew if she was joking or not. Um, Allison uh, talked about how she's pretty much always had long hair, um, but sh that she's always also thought about cutting it and uh it's like I want to be like oh just cut it you know because you're you know you're always gonna wonder but then at the same time like she has such long beautiful hair like yeah that would be hard like to decide to to get it cut um and they talked about how it can be emotional when you get your kids haircut like especially their first haircut um and she said how it was hard when um Daniel took Elliot for his haircut and she said not too short and she felt it was too short and just how it can be weird to see a change in your kid and then they look older. Um, they talked about, uh, Greg talk, said that both of his kids are doing online school, so a high school and a college kid. And Allison oh, was talking about anxiety about 
anxiety about bringing groceries into the house and how uh, when Daniel brought some bags home, she was like, can you wipe them down? And he said yes, but he touched a few things on his way to grabbing the wipes. And Allison's like, you're touching things. And he's just like, okay, and throws up his hands. And so she said it's really hard, like, um, and I, I understand that, like, being, trying to be as safe and careful as you can, especially when you have little kids in your house. It's very, very scary, things like this. Um, and Greg said uh, that New York hospitals were, uh, for a while, not allowing your partner to come in to the hospital and be present when you give birth. Um, and now that's been lifted, and now uh, partners can once again come in uh, for the for birth. Um, and Allison said uh, it's hard for some kids who are having birthday parties during the quarantine, and that if if your kid is you know kind of missing out on their birthday because of this, you can tell them that you'll celebrate twice, once now and then once after uh, when when everything is back to normal. Um, and you can do car parades where friends and relatives drive by and like honk and yell to the kid. And uh, you can do Zoom party, scavenger hunt, video messages, uh, baking treats with them, um, a balloon waterfall. Greg's high, he said, is uh, phone calls. And he said he had a, a really good phone call with his, with his sister, who's like his best friend. And he said she's uh, his favorite person in the world after his wife and kids. Um, and Greg recommends, uh, doing phone calls. And I agree. I've had some really nice phone calls. Allison said it's been really rough for her, but that her high was, um, a happy moment with Elliot making waffles with him. And she talked about the banana on, uh, on this too, that she talked about on the Thursday show, but she said they had bananas with the waffles and they were down to the last banana and Elliot peeled it and, it broke and he was devastated so he threw it on the floor and he wanted to throw it in the garbage and she had to like kind of prevent him from doing it and I understand that like running out of like the staple items because you don't know what's going to be at the store next time um so it's rough uh Greg's high or Greg's low was having to tell his 19 year old son that he can't go out with friends um because he's an adult but at the same time he's you know back home with his family so um, and his, and also having to tell his daughter, um, he said she's kind of, you know, struggles with making friends or she's making new friends. And now, you know, he has to tell her to stay home. Uh, but he's just trying to keep everyone safe. Allison's low was uh, she and Daniel were walking with Wendy and uh, a kid, maybe like an 11 year old girl and her mom were walking and the kid asked if she could pet Wendy and uh, Daniel said yes, but Allison said no because she was thinking about keeping the six feet uh, social distance. And um, so then the the mom kind of said to the kid, that was a no and was like kind of harsh about it. And then the kid starts crying and then Allison felt really bad and she and Daniel both felt bad because they gave like mixed messages. Um, and I felt so bad about that. Like I, I can totally understand it's, it's really hard cause you want to be polite and kind to people, but at the same time you have to be safe and keep your distance. So it's, it's like such a, it's such a hard thing to, to balance. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I hope everyone is doing well and, um, I like y'all very much and have a great day.
Bye. Thanks, Lauren, as always, for listening to that show so some of us don't have to. And now, welcome my next guest, superfan Megan Parkansky. Hello, my little hard seltzers. How are you? I think everyone would be yelling at their MP3 players right now that they are doing fine, Megan. But more importantly, how are you doing? I am good. Um, I have been trying to, like, curate my life in order for myself to not go crazy or get super depressed. And there's been a lot of... Um, there's... Oh. <laughs> Sorry. For those who have watched Tiger King, my girlfriend suggests I, I, I greet you as, hello, my cool cats and kittens. Um, shout out Carol, murderer at large. Uh, <laughs> Allegedly. But uh, yeah, so there's been a lot of trial and error with how I'm handling my life. I've really let myself go some days. And in the beginning, it was like, man, it's great to just let myself go and... Uh, now a week and a half into this it's so great anymore so just like everyone else i'm trying to figure it out really but today's a good day yesterday was a bad day today's a good day well any day's a good day when we're talking to you megan we were allison's uh little apple dumplings sent in by jess flowers the carbs are and i'm curious megan are you an apple dumpling um while i google what that is just because i think i know but i know it as another name but i also had a thought first of all you should get jennifer flowers on jess sorry on the podcast okay yes i see what they are now and i have things to say about it um they could just get a Google Doc and she doesn't have to resend it every week. She can just send her one link to the Google Doc, keep it updated, and then Allison can just check it whenever she wants. Um, just a streamlined workflow that I think I would like to put out there. But also, if you have an excuse to email Allison every week, why not, why not take advantage of it? So I have a special relationship with an apple dumpling. And that is that in high school, my friend, Simi, um, Stephanie Bryan is her real name. She was a straight edge person who got good grades and didn't party. And I was a pot smoking party girl who like dr drove drunk and just was a sassy all the time. And so, <laughs> um, so she decided that she wanted to have like special friendship Saturday nights with me from time to time. And we had a ritual about our special Saturday straight edge, straight edge Saturdays. We didn't call it that, but that's a good name for them. And part of the routine was that she had frozen apple dumplings with ice cream and we loved them. And we had frozen, we had, well, they weren't frozen when we ate them, but we had apple dumplings with ice cream. Every straight, every straight edge Saturday. Love them. Apple dumplings a la mode. I like it. Um, Megan, you're someone with short hair, and now I am someone with short hair. How do you feel about David's hair, my hair, more importantly, 
And uh, is my hair still mm-hmm. better than David's? We both know it is, but tell the people. Absolutely. I think you're better at grooming yourself than most of the male friends I have. Oh, I was um, like, uh, what? <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I I checked out David's picture and I was like, that's far. I mean, I don't know. His hair was like, uh, what, what did I think of? I'm sure I'm not the first person to say it, but there's just like the old timey, like I'm wearing a wig and, and some sort of like Prince King's assistant look. <laughs> That was really disturbing. Like the maybe like the um, what is that card in the deck? Joker. The, the Joker. He had like he a, looks like a jester like, kind of yeah. A jester, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I far prefer it. Um, and I love my short hair. It's easy, and my girlfriend cuts my hair, and it's dope, cheap. So, being someone that works from home during these quarantine times, are you like Tony, and do you shower every day, or? Or are you skipping a few days here and there? Showering in normal life is not something I do every day. I think it's a waste of water. I think it's unnecessary. I shower like once every three days. Wow. Um, and that has stayed consistent from normal life to quarantine life. That but notice is... I am dressed. This is a new thing that I tried today, even pre Tony's recommendation I'm like I'm gonna well I went out today like I told you I went out to pick up some matzo ball soup from Cantor's um, and I got on my moped and just for safety reasons even though jeans will probably do far less than sweatpants and the but you know you need your PPE for your moped life you know ideally I'd be wearing leather chaps but um, I put some real pants on today I'm wearing a bra which is very different Uh, so it does help Thank you for putting on your finest cat with fidget spinner shirt on for this show. Um, Yeah, I have been probably going every other day during quarantine. Just if I work, I shower every day. But if it's a day off, I'm going to skip one just because I'm a rebel. Um, But yeah, don't look at my shirt because I have a coffee stain because I was falling asleep at around 2 p.m. And I was like, what should I do? I'll make some coffee. Do you have a coffee pot? I do, but right before like right before quarantine got crazy, I bought a single pot of a single pot, a single pod Keurig thingy, like a skinny mm. one that just makes one cup. Mm. And I have been loving it because now it takes 2 minutes to make coffee as opposed to like 3 minutes just to get everything ready to make coffee. Uh so I'm loving it even if it does kill the world because uh fuck it. I wrote something here, but I was doing the dishes, and now I cannot read. Oh, that's what it says. Dave made slippers. Now, we heard about his boots that he made, but now I need to see these slippers. Megan, what is your relationship with footwear at home, outside of the shower, particularly slippers and such? Uh, These that are gross. (laughs) I'm showing Rafi my slippers. So I have um, weirdly sentimental things to say about all the things you've brought up so far, but these are my dead grandma's slippers. Oh yeah, you told me that. <laughs> yeah, but they were brand new when she passed away. But when she passed away, you know, we went to her house and we started cleaning out her apartment, and she had brand new slippers. And turns out we're the same the same slipper size. Uh, so I've been wearing these slippers since she passed away, and. 
we weren't close or anything, but there's something about these slippers that actually mean something to me. So they're getting a little bit raggedy. Um, but I don't know. Do you do you find that if you have a hardwood floors and you're walking around your house and just your socks all day that your feet hurt? Because that that's what I experienced. So I I I wear a slipper. No, my feet don't hurt, but I work on my feet all day, so I don't, I think my feet are just, maybe I'm just constantly in pain and I just don't notice it because it's what I'm used to. Um, or maybe no. like, like uh, what's the space's point, like David's point, I've been in slippers or shoes too long and now my feet are all precious and dainty. That's what I was about to mention. And if I'm not mistaken, did you not buy a pair of those weird five-toe finger shoes? What? No. Oh, you don't own a pair of those? No. Who was? Who am I five, thinking wait, of then? Five-toe shoes? Yeah, like those stupid Vibram rubber shoe that has like a, a, a finger for each of your toe fingers. No, 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 no. Really? It seems like something I would do, though. It really does. I'm if if someone out there like if we mentioned this on a BFF a long time ago, uh, remind me because hell if I'm gonna remember. Um, something I thought was pretty funny was that Wendy mentioned that her mom will not let her go get something. Like if it's in Wendy's mom's area, she's like, "Oh, I'll get that for you, even if it takes forever," because she thinks you know there might be a hidden dildo or something. So I'm curious, Megan, if I was ever invited to Casa Parkansky out there in Wisconsin, if I, uh, you know, asked your mother for a, a bag, let's say, is she a bag I met? Will she go and get it for me or will she let me wander around? Have a have a look. My mom is super weird like that. She mm. growing up, we had um, the front part of house, the front part of the house when my parents built it was my brother was my dad's uh workshop because he owned a tv repair business parkansky tv um and actually for a long time when he was little my brother thought our last name was parkansky tv because that's how we answered the phone but anyways so um the shop then when he got another job became our hangout room for me and my friends and my mom always hated when my friends came into the house house you would have to like go through like part of her office area and then there was a bathroom there and you had to go through the laundry room to get there but there was a clear separation between that area where my friends could go and where um and the house and she hated when friends came in the house and she hated when people saw her in pajamas so if my friends were in the shop area and she went out there she wouldn't go out there if she was in her pajamas so she is this way and I don't know why I'm the same way but that's only because I've hidden the letters from John Cheever that he wrote for me um I have to mention the fact that Tony mentions you know being sad if you're alone during this quarantine is really hard I should say that it's really hard to be alone during these quarantine times you're gonna get sad so why not get a dog Megan can you relate to that at all? I don't know, Mr. Feeney. Can we relate? So I think you should tell the people a bit about this. Uh, it's not Mr. Feeney, Feeney Bobini from Boy Meets World. So uh, what the hell are you talking about? I got a dog and his name is Mr. Feeney. 
and he is a dachshund chihuahua mix and he is a very sweet boy with an eye infection and he has one ear that's propped up all the time and one ear that's floppity down all the time and he cuddled with chloe his first night here and he tried humping her a lot but he tried humping her on her front shoulder rather than going from behind um so doggy style means something else for mr feeney and um he's very shy doesn't like to be touched all the time you have to kind of earn your way in with him and we're still we're still working on potty training and um getting near him and petting him without him getting without him shying away or snapping at us it's concerning that he does a little bit of snapping um but only when we get in his business and uh try to touch his back because he really doesn't like his back being touched but we have hope for him and he's very sweet and this on this corner is always where he sits and he stares out the window and he's very curious about the world and he's going to get his balls cut off really soon um there you have it mr feeney everybody welcome him to the air i wambia family and get ready j-bobes he's coming your way at some point so before we let you go megan i'm sure everyone wants to talk about the big uh news from monday about greg heller having a child so now is that time for you to say whatever you want to say i think he's gonna be a great dad i think that he's gonna be a cool dad i think that it's cool that he loves his baby so it's cool man that's where shit goes down that is perfect so megan I have to be moving on to my next guest now, but if the people want to find you or your dog, let's say, where can they find you? What's your next guest? That is for you to find out when you listen to the (laughs) BFF All-Stars Volume 2. Well, I feel like if you're not following me on all of the platforms, you're probably not gonna. So I would suggest a new follow, which I saw some of you already did, for at feeny.the.weenie on Instagram. And Feeney is spelled F-E-E-N-Y. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Feeney, Feeney the Weenie. Feeney dot the dot Weenie. That is perfect. Thank you for being on, Megan. And hopefully I never see you again. Same to you, Rafi. And now for my next guest. Welcome back to the show, Joanna. Hello. It's been a long time. Has it? I, oh well, I guess I guess it has. I, I mean, I've I was, seen you. Yeah, but... I was thinking about the last time we were, <laughs> and I didn't even record that time. We are nothing if not organized. You um, know, <laughs> I get it. The last time you saw me, I was wearing a woman's avocado T-shirt. You were, and I had correct. long hair, and now I have you short don't... hair and oh. no avocado T-shirt. <laughs> are you sure? Oh, oh, I'm sure. But other than that, nothing in the world has changed. Which is good. So we will be talking about the Thursday show, which the name of the episode I forgot to write down, but it doesn't matter. I'm curious, in these strange times, how are you with productivity? With productivity, I am not great. Um, I am doing some work from home, but... I was just noticing the last couple days that I was starting later and saying, oh, I can do that once the kids go to bed, and then I don't do it when they go to bed. So kind of going downhill. Do you find that 
I don't know how much time you spend on social media, but I was talking about this with Trice, how, and it's kind of what Allison is talking about, seeing people like starting podcasts or like now that they're at home, they, they're being so much more productive and it makes me feel like I'm being unproductive. I'm, I'm wondering if you're having that same struggle. I do. I do have that same struggle. I think I have friends that are taking this time to do home projects, like painting, refinishing cabinets, big projects that I would never do on my own anyways. But um, yeah, I don't, I'm not doing any of that. So I feel, yes, looking at social media or talking to my friends and seeing what they're doing with their time makes me feel like I'm not doing much. So as a therapist, I think maybe you can help me with my issues with this. Um, (laughs) This is like, I think this is how we compare ourselves to people on social media. Um, Mm -hmm. Now that, you know, people aren't going on these lavish vacations or like they're at the beach or they're on a hike. Now we're comparing ourselves because people are at home. Now we're like, oh, well, look at them. They're at home, but they're fucking you know, painting a landscape or whatever. So is this just like human nature that like, it doesn't matter if we're locked up or if we're outside, like we're just comparing ourselves to others and saying we're not good enough. I think so. And I think that's a good reminder is when you see people posting like all the good stuff, like the vacations, like you said, or this great thing my kid did today, that's what they're posting. They're posting the good stuff. They're not posting the bad stuff. So we're experiencing all the bad stuff that we're doing or the things that we're not doing as well as other people, but we're not posting that either. So I think everybody's going through the same thing. It's just what they choose to post is what we're seeing. And it's just a different climate that it's being posted in. So what we're seeing is different, but I think the reaction to it is the same. One way that you could fill your time during this, uh, during this, uh, this time is <laughs> by reading a book. You're a smart lady. Have you read The Plague by Albert Camus? I have not read The Plague. Neither have I. So let's move on. Um, <laughs> it's it's. I'm kind of interested because David was talking about it. He kind yeah. of sold me on it. But then again, I don't read often. So I'll add it to the yeah. list. But there's like 50 other books ahead of it same yeah and I've been reading the same book for months so I don't see starting a new one that sounds like it's a very smart book I should say is the book you're reading for the last few months is it the DSM-5 (laughs) (laughs) no but I should I should bring that baby out because you know (laughs) I should start diagnosing people um no it is a true crime some bookworms that listen to this show do so this is um this could be like a six degrees of separation podcast edition so for those that are my favorite murder fans um i'm reading the billy jensen chase darkness with me book so he wrote it with help from karen kilgariff um about his true crime journalism and trying to catch cold case killers through journal journalism see i'm not smart i can't talk <laughs> it's it, you know it's been a long day for everyone it has been a long day so yes it's it, it is interesting i'm just finding that 
I just read a couple pages at a time because I get easily distracted by small people that are in my house and it's hard to do. And by the time they're in bed, I don't want to read. So it's good, but it's taking a while. Yeah, I don't know if I would um, relax by reading books about murderers, but... um, I am weird like that. uh, Wendy Molyneux was on the show, and I don't want to bring the show down, but she mentioned she had a nephew that had leukemia and passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, And she was talking about how this was kind of reminding her of that time. But what I took away from it is she said, you know, things could go bad, but things could also be good. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious... Times like these, especially you being a counselor for people, do you find it hard to look at the positive side or are you naturally that that way? I am. I think I am naturally that way and probably why I got into that field. Um, I have been called Pollyanna by friends because mm. I do always try and look at the positive side even when it annoys people. Um, but I did like what she said about it helps her to just look at things now and what's going on now. Um, just with my crazy life over the past two years um, and changes that have been going on in my life. I think that's been what's been the most helpful for me. It's like, I can focus on today. I don't want to focus on what's going to happen a year, a month, a week from now. Um, so I think that's a good outlook on things yeah I feel as someone who is pretty pessimistic and more negative than most people Mm -hmm. this situation has like Wendy was talking about or they were talking about just kind of living in the moment this kind of has been a reminder to me that like things are actually not that bad like we're pretty fortunate and so this situation that is looking pretty bleak to others like to me is kind of looking positive obviously people dying and being sick is not a positive but right it is but really yeah, that. reinforcing that like things could be a lot worse for mm-hmm. me in particular mm-hmm. absolutely and yeah I just try and think of that that yeah we're a lot of us are fortunate that we are able to work from home and keep our jobs or you know there are some good things if you're working from home, eventually you're going to get hungry. Do you get mm-hmm. your groceries delivered? I have not during this time. I have in the past. Um, I just didn't think about it during this time, honestly. I just thought it would be too difficult to find a delivery. I think that's what Allison was saying is the delivery times are pretty few and far between. Um, and... Yeah, I think I kind of, even though we're not supposed to go out, we're supposed to stay home. I kind of like that excuse to go out, even if it's just once every couple weeks to get a few Mm. things. So I have not been doing delivery, but I have been doing food delivery, Grubhub, those kinds of things. I have noticed that there, like this past week, it feels like more people have been out and about. And I don't know if it's just my imagination, but I do think that people are like starting to get kind of antsy and like they're just pent up at home so they think you know what can I do well I can go to the grocery store even if they don't really need to be out I feel like it is one of the places that we know we can go and you know no one's gonna give us a dirty look (laughs) so I'm wondering if that's why uh, I've been seeing more people out and about Uh, good to know you're part of the problem (laughs) I am part of the problem I will admit (laughs) no that's not true if you were 
to purchase something online, I think you could do much better than Tony. Uh, he bought a bidet. What are? <laughs> have you ever used a bidet? And if so, you know, what are your thoughts? Either way. I don't think I have. I do remember there's a sushi restaurant in L.A. next to the Pantages Theater that has a very fancy Japanese toilet that I know has a bidet button, but I was too afraid to use it. A public bidet just seems worse than one in your own home. (laughs) I did talk about this with um, Delaney a few weeks back. We were talking about how a public or like a shared bidet, even though... I know it's it's relatively hygienic. Um, I, I can't get with that idea. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned the Pantages because um, I was going to ask you that when I look at your Instagram, like you're always out at the theater or like you're out <laughs> doing cool stuff, like going to shows and whatnot. And I was going to ask about how it's been, you know, not going to not being able to go out to events. And then you mentioned the Pantages and I was, so I just thought that was kind of coincidental, but yeah. What is this restaurant that has a bidet in it? I, I don't know. I only went and actually it was when I went with my daughter to go see Wicked. So I had to warn her when she went in the bathroom, there's a lot of buttons and lights on this toilet. Just push this one. Don't push any other buttons or lights because it's tempting, but you'll be sorry. Um, I don't know. It's just a little sushi restaurant. That is? Yeah. I'm going to have to look it up because that is interesting. Like I, it's not often I walk into a bathroom and I'm like impressed, (laughs) but I think if I walked in there and I saw a bidet, I would be like, I would, I'd come back to the table and I'd be telling everyone, you guys got to go to the bathroom. They have a fucking bidet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't have the total aversion to the whole water butthole thing (laughs) i don't think i have a feeling either way i don't think i've ever thought about it either way um but having a bidet and using it regularly just seems weird to me well we're gonna have to be on my amazon purchase list (laughs) we're gonna have to get uh, updates from tony and see how he's liking (laughs) it so before we end i'm sure that Everyone kind of wants to talk about the big news from Monday about Greg and Ayala having their child. So Mm -hmm. if you have any thoughts, now's the time. Well, I did not listen to Monday, (laughs) but I do know that they did have a child because I I did see it on Instagram. That's right. So I did know that. And I think the way that he's been, even since she got pregnant, has been very un-Greg-like, which I like seeing. I think it's cute. He's very excited about it. Yeah, he seems like he's going to be a great dad. Mm-hmm. Well, just like that, Joanna, our time is up, and I got to be moving on to the next guest. But thank you for being on. If people want to find you, where can they find you? Well, they can find me on Twitter. I probably won't respond because I don't check it, but it is at Joanna underscore Bowman 49. Um, or Instagram, I'm more responsive, but I don't post a lot, so... You can look for me, but I don't know why you would want to. Um, But that's uh, jbowman49. I'm sure people will be lining up to follow you (laughs) online. (laughs) Thank you again, Joanna, for being on. We look forward to having you back on the show for a full episode. And for my next guest, 
to talk about JMOs. Welcome back to the show, Ray Morgan. Hey, Rafi, what's up? Oh, I'm just here. I mean, except everything, you know. <laughs> you know, I've been talking to a lot of the BFFs uh, to do this episode, so I have really been a social butterfly now that I'm enclosed in my home. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing fine over here. Um, I have been working, and um, my routine is not much different other than, you know, staying at home every single night and not going out to eat now it's really trivial shit compared to what some people are going through but you know the whole world is going through it so whatever yeah um we're good we're good i'm i'm kind of the same have you found any time to slap the bass because i know i was like with all this free time i'm gonna play guitar i've played guitar once you'd think right because i'm like okay so uh, yeah if i was if I wasn't working and yeah, hell yeah, but no, I haven't really, but it's on my mind and I'm going to grab it up sooner or later, but not right now. I haven't, I haven't in probably, you know, three weeks, four weeks. Yeah. It's, uh, it's difficult finding motivation to do anything, especially like us, if we're still working, I'm actually, I didn't do very much work all this week, so I've just mm -hmm. been lazing around, but yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> I, and it's funny that, you know, the last time I talked to you was at the group recording. Oh, yeah. It seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much has happened. I went out to dinner that that night, and that was the last time I went out to dinner. Yeah, Lisa mentioned that, like, had this happened sooner, we wouldn't have gone to Sketchfest. We wouldn't have done the group recording. Right. We kind of lucked out. I know. So much has happened in just a four weeks, five weeks. Anyway, yes. Well, we're not here to talk about that, right? <laughs> yeah, we're here to talk about JMOs. So, was there a JMO that caught your eye? Um, they were all pretty good. You know what? I I, I like the one where um the the pop up dice. Um, yeah. Because I remember that it was in the game Trouble oh. when I was a kid, and and it was great because you never lost the dice, just like they said. Right, that was me. Suspense said, "I think every board game that involves dice should come with a popomatic," and I never knew what that thing was called. But as soon as she read that JMO, I knew exactly what it was. And I never even played the game Trouble, so I don't even know how I know that. Yeah, I, you know, I I would think younger people wouldn't know what that was because it was definitely a game of the '60s and '70s and didn't have much legs. Um, I don't remember much about it other than uh, the pop-up dice thing was the best part of it. What is the purpose of this game? What are you trying to achieve? I think it's one of those inane games where you like you hit on somebody and you have to send them back and you have to ultimately um, gain some bullshit so you get to the finish line and win. <laughs> like most of the board games of that time. <laughs> Right, yeah. but yeah, I you I think you screw people in that game. Okay, I don't one hundred percent remember, but <laughs> it's been a long time. So now that everyone is quarantined, it's a great time to be playing board games with the family. What are some of your favorite games of all time? Of all time, well, Risk was always pretty good because it was world domination, and you could like if you won, you was like ha ha, and lord your power over all the 
other players, <laughs> which is really the point of board games, right? Oh, yeah. People who uh, <laughs> have no uh, skills outside of the real world can can feel that little bit of power for once. Uh, the only thing I know about Risk is that the Ukraine is weak. Uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, Paul. He He's into like more indie board games, and they're a lot of fun. But the problem is I live alone, so I have no one to play with. Uh, I, I, I feel your pain. I, I remember living alone as well before I got married. And I, I, I had board games I'd just look at and they gather dust and ah, shit. <laughs> I know what that's like. If Lisa was here, I'm sure she would make a joke about playing with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the JMO that I would like to talk <laughs> about is from Bruised by Dawn. I never thought I'd live in interesting times that is uh quite the understatement um i can't really think of any event that has you know upset the world the way that this has 9-11 was kind of that but mostly for the u.s i don't think the rest of the world was affected much by it but you've been around a little longer than me <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, what do you um, think about that? No, no, uh, of course not. This is um, like once in a century. I, I spoke to my dad recently, who's will be eighty in a couple months, and he said, "No, nah, I've never seen anything like this shit. What the hell?" That was a killer impression of my dad, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, but it's true. It's like this isn't. This isn't business as usual at all. I, I've lived. Yeah, nine eleven was a thing, and it was it was terrible and everything. And it was like, wow, I'm never going to see anything that will top this. <laughs> Turns out, like I think I have. I think we all have. Yeah, how naive we were. Um, also, this made me think about how we really only focus on negative things as like interesting times. Like the way he worded it is. It could be anything like we've lived through so many technological innovations, you know, we could have never dreamed of like when I was born in 1988, you know, we I would like no one would have thought that we'd have a cell phone that's like skinnier than your pinky finger that could pull up any movie on the Internet, you know, so we really only focus on the negative things. But it really has been interesting times throughout our lifetime. And I think what Don was doing was quoting a a Chinese curse because mm. there is a, ch- a Chinese curse that says basically, "May you live in interesting times." And and to them that means like shit. I want to be bored. <laughs> ah, yeah, that that kind of makes sense. Um, there is a there's a question on OK Cupid. Like they're like okay, Cupid's whole thing is that you answer a bunch of questions and then it'll like match you depending on your answers with people that have yeah. like minded answers. And one of the questions is would you rather have good things happen to you or interesting things happen to you? And I picked interesting and uh now I'm uh, starting to regret that choice. Yeah, interesting can suck. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's true. That's the... Um you know, when your life's in turmoil, that's technically interesting, but it's not fun. It it makes for good stories, but uh, not fun sure. to live through. After it's over, yeah. right? So one last thing. At the end of the show, 
it was revealed, kind of, that Wendy and David are starting a podcast together. How do you feel about their relationship together uh, when they improv? Have you listened to this show or will you? Yeah. Um, I, I, isn't there a, a Patreon bonus episode with that? Yes, I, I think I, I listened. To, I haven't I haven't listened yet. I listened to maybe half of it, and I, I want to hear your thoughts before I explain my thoughts. Well, I you know I like pepperoni on pizza, but not so much pepperoni without the pizza. <laughs> uh, I I think you know a, a ten minute uh, sidetrack is fine on Allison's show. I don't know if I want to listen to a whole podcast of it. I mean, I, it might be good. I don't know. Um, uh, I think what they do on there is fine for the most part. It can get over long. So, you know, if, you know, 20 minutes of something is too much, what are they going to do, a half hour of it? I think that might get uh, just a bit too long. What do you think? In general, I like Wendy and David together. But at times they can overdo it with the silly improv. Um, so I was very hesitant to listen to this show because if it's just the improv, I was really preparing for the worst. And, and I, I think I think Wendy Wendy is into it more than David. Mm-hmm. Wendy goes like, "Oh yeah," and he's you know pretty skilled comedian, so he can roll with it. And but it's Wendy that's like, "This is gold." You know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I like Wendy, but I I don't know if I can put up with however long they, you know, if it's all improv, I don't even know. So the the thing about this show is it has like, it didn't have like a, like a theme music. It did. It just started and it's them talking and they're going into improv and Wendy likes to do a style of improv that you don't see often it's not like yes and it's kind of like a no and like she (laughs) is kind of going with it but she does i don't know she does her own thing and the poop the poop on a cape thing that they were doing on the thursday show i kind of got sick of that pretty quickly as well so i i could Mm. not finish the wendy and david podcast i'll try to get through it sometime but it's. I don't think I'm going to subscribe to this show. Uh, is, is it subscription, or I mean, is it? Uh, it's not a behind a paywall subscription, right? It's it's just iTunes or yeah. I whatever. think it's just going to be on iTunes. Um, I haven't gotten to the end of the show, so I still don't know where we find the rest of these episodes. But that might be a good thing. <laughs> but did they meet um, on the show, or did they know each other before they showed up on Allison's? I was. Pod? I was trying to remember that because I feel like they might have kind of known about each other, but I don't think they were really friendly until this show. Huh. So it's it's kind of a an ARIYMBF spinoff. It kind of is, and that's why I gave it a chance, but I don't know how many more chances I can give it. Yeah, well... We'll see. We'll see. I mean, if they if they mix it up and do other stuff, it might be okay. But if it's just them, just improving, eh, that can get old very quick. Yeah, and I'm curious to see if the next episodes will follow the same storyline from the first episode, or if each episode will be a different improvisational scenario. 
Well, yeah, I mean, if, if I was going to a show, would I want to see someone stand up or, or see an improv troupe? It, it's not my uh, highest form of comedy entertainment. Agreed. Well, with that, Ray, you are our final guest. So uh, okay. let the people know where they can find you and plug whatever you want to plug. Okay. Well, uh, if you're so inclined, uh, I'm... See Ray Morgan III on Twitter, and um, I'm in the Facebook group. You can look me up there. Um, and you know, really, my thoughts going out to all the people that do have a hard time. I know a few in real life, and any uh, anyone in the earshot, you know, uh, just stay strong. Uh, this is temporary, even though it's bullshit. But we'll see what we can do, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thanks again for being on, and we'll have you back on soon for a full episode. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. Big thanks to everyone for being on this episode. If you want to be on this show, you can email bffancast at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at rmcgs. You can follow Lisa on Twitter at... BFF Lisa Lowry. I finally figured out I was promoting the wrong Twitter for months. We'll see you next week back with Lisa. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like motherfuckers should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. Top of the slave ship. Popped up my chain and took it to Jacob. I got it, go play it. More than that bitch, like, nigga, we made it. I own my own masters. No, I ain't missing no royalty statements. I can't be rated. Damn, hoes, don't none of them haters. Sorry, Mr. Drizzy, for so much y'all talk. Silly me rapping about shit that I really bought. Why these rappers rap about guns? They ain't shot. And a bunch of other silly shit that they ain't got. I'm on my loop, beat up, young go. Stunting on stage after 12 years of slave. This ace spade, look like an Oscar. Black tusks look like a monster. Don't make me lie, yeah. Nigga, watch your tone. I come to court with black boxes on. Y'all hella jealous of my melatonin. I can black out at any given moment. I'm God. Jesus the seven letter made. So with my arms to feet shackle, I still get paid. Oh, uh. All praise is due. I'm ready to chase a Yaku back in the cage. These are the last days. What do I sing face? Showed up to the last supper in some brand new J's. I'm the true living. Book a hoe. New religion. Ain't from the other world. Alien superstition. You blind, baby. Blind to the fact of who you are, maybe. My bloodline's crazy. Kings and queens and Michael Jordan rings. I go stupid, though. Sucio. The flow's filthy. Y'all can't kill me. I've been inoculated from the snakes in the face and your corny handshakes. Cocksucker, we made it. Ah. Uh.